Hi, I'm John. And I'm Paul. And this is the Minute Podcast. If you give a mouse a cookie, I'm pretty sure he'd write a book. But give us 60 seconds of footage and we'll tell you where to look. With a concept this simplistic, it's hard to say if it'll last. But give us just a minute and we'll give you a podcast. The Minute Podcast. Great. Thanks for joining us for another episode. As you probably know by now, the Minute Podcast is a weekly conversation between John and myself where we talk about a listener-submitted minute of content, either from a movie, TV show, or somewhere else on the internet, and we just talk about it, try to figure out what's going on, and orient ourselves. John, what are we looking at today? Uh, This week we're discussing the Space Jam intro submitted by Sam Baer. Excellent, and this week's minute is brought to you by viewers like you. You can directly support your local station at theminutepodcast.com and by... The James T. and John D. MacArthur Foundation. Creative people and effective institutions committed to building a more just, verdant, and peaceful world. <laughs> so, um, Paul, first I want to get into what our level of familiarity with. I feel like we're probably on similar levels uh, that we've seen this media before. We're kind of breaking some rules here. We're, we're breaking the only rule, I think. <laughs> the only rule that we had, which, I mean, like, when our, you know... What is two episodes ago? We weren't even talking about media. We were just talking about small things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I feel like the only real rule is that we, uh, you know, aren't really familiar. We aren't usually very familiar with what it is that we're going to be talking about. Right. Uh, I have a feeling we're both pretty familiar with this. You know, I'm quite familiar with it, but I haven't seen the movie in probably 15 years, I was thinking, and I think it's around there. It's been a while. Uh, it's probably been closer to. F- Five years since I've um, seen it. I, I I don't know why I would have seen it post college. I guess you know, like an ironic like yeah. watch or something. But uh, which is uncalled for. Like this is not a movie. I mean, like I don't know. If you didn't grow up with it, I could see why you might hate watch it. Well, John, we 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 can get into that in the recommendation yeah. section. Oh yeah, okay, okay. I mean, no problem. The format. Uh, so anyway, yeah, like, I feel like I've seen it recently, maybe just mm-hmm. a portion of it on TV, because Lord knows it's on, it's on, like, I assume TNT all the time. <laughs> all summer uh, long, yeah. Yeah. So, and, well, as I'm a teacher, I've got a lot of time during the summer to watch TV, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. that could be it. Uh, okay. So, well, yeah, a quick intro then to the scene. Um, we open on to young Michael playing basketball, um, outdoors looks like outside of his house his dad comes out presumably to tell him to go to bed because it's the middle of the night he shoots a final basket and then the credits start so that's pretty much what we're dealing with yep so paul this week do you want to do a script read you know i think we could i know we don't always but yeah Yeah. let's let's go for it so did did you want to be uh michael or his dad um I kind of want to try and do uh, young Michael's voice, so I'm going to be Michael this this week. Okay, then I'll be both his dad and the ambient noises. Now, why? My question here is, Ball, okay, for listeners who aren't looking at the world through my eyeballs in a freakish John Malkovich sort of way, Mm -hmm. uh, you have here Michael and Bowtie. That's because (laughs) I am not very thorough. No, okay. I was just making sure that they were that I didn't miss out on an adorable bow tie that young Michael Jordan was wearing at this period of time. But that works perfectly fine. 
John, the uh, listeners don't need to know what a haphazard operation this is. We give <laughs> off this air of professionalism, and you're really you're breaking it here. No, I I love it, and also I got to make a John Malkovich joke. I feel like it's worth it. All right, let's All right. go. Well, let's go for it. <clears throat> let's see. Swish. Then I want to play in the NBA. Swish, swish. All right, let's slow down, son. Don't you think you ought to get a little sleep first? And once I've done all that, uh huh. I want to play baseball, just like you, Dad. Baseball? Now that's a sport. And when you finish with all that, I suppose you're gonna fly, huh? Do 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 do. Swish. <laughs> I forgot what the inspirational music sounded like. It doesn't. It's that now. We yep. gotta replace. We gotta replace every clip of Space Jam opening scene. We've got a retcon whatever, on our hands. Whatever that was. Yeah, it's gonna be like the Berenstain Bears and the Bernstein Bears. It's gonna be that sort of situation. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Okay, John. Well, what is what hits you first out of this clip? Okay, so what hits me first is um, how horribly stilted the dialogue between father and son seems to be. Okay. Um. No, like, first off, like, it's a nice set. Like, this feels like, uh, I don't know, it, it feels it feels like something out of an 80s movie. It feels mm-hmm. very much like, like, uh, like, E.T. could be around the corner hiding from, like, uh, you know, the sound of the basketball or something like that. I don't know. Or he comes out and okay. then he plays basketball and then it's like, the rules don't say aliens can't play basketball. And <laughs> I just let that one out into the ether. I'm sure that's going to be there. Yep, classic um, airbud humor. <clears throat> Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I, I don't know. What about you, Paul? What, what are the first things that sort of came to mind when you were watching this film? Well, the first thing that hits me um, upset me a lot and is the reason that I really wanted to do this clip, even though it breaks the only rule that we have, which is that <laughs> it it's positing that young Michael Jordan at age, I don't know, 10, 12, whatever, knew that he was going to end his career as a professional baseball player. And for me, that raises a lot of questions because I can think of very... No, I think there is no 10-year-old who's going to think, I'm going to be a professional athlete in one sport, and then I'm going to have the wherewithal for, like, a tribute to my dad to try to play a second sport. Exactly. That's true. That is a bit weird. It's also it's also strange because, like, I feel like... Like, I don't know... Like, I, I feel like now I really want to investigate, like, the autobiography of Michael Jordan. Like, we both grew mm. up, like, as children in the 90s, right? Like, there is no bigger like, athlete I can think of off the top of my head other than Michael Jordan. True. Uh, that would mean more to us, other than possibly, like, Cal Ripken Jr. Like, like, but that's well, a, we're, that's we're a from local... we the East Coast, yeah. Exactly. That's a local hero versus, like, you know, we're nowhere near Chicago. Michael Jordan was, like, you know... Mm, true. The biggest athlete. So, like, mm. I, I, I don't know how much of this is, like, hero like or like writing the origins of a hero versus like something he actually aspired to as a child you know i am pretty sure and this will get into my theories later probably but i'm pretty sure this is either michael jordan or the writers retconning his backstory yeah so that's my biggest question of this whole episode is is michael jordan the one saying that no when i was when i was 10 i knew or is it the exec saying what a compelling story yeah I mean, like, I feel like high school at least would have been when he would have known he was going to be playing NBA, like, like not NBA, basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
in college and so on and so forth. Unless he was a major like b- a baseball player in college, I don't know. I don't I mean, think like, he was. I think he just played I, basketball in college. I, I'm I'm guessing. I I don't know. Like he obviously had enough, you know, rep. As, like, the biggest athlete in America in the early 90s to be able to play baseball eventually and then come back again in the early 2000s to play basketball again. Well, you know, uh, John, I don't know how much pull you really need to do that because you could, if you look at what Tim Tebow did pretty recently, I mean, he went from football to baseball. Professional on both ends. He did. I think he flunked out of pro... He flunked, he flunked out of pro baseball pretty quickly. Huh. So he went from baseball to football no he went from football to baseball okay after he got cut from i don't even remember what team i'm pretty sure he went and played either professional or semi-pro baseball for a season or two so i'm at a huge disadvantage here paul because Mm. you know and you first off you live with somebody who is steeped in, in 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 at least athletic i don't know interest in some of some variety a great deal we you come from a culture where this is a thing like Man, like, my dad did not have access to, like, the only sports he grew up with. So, like, I inherited no, like, background to sports beyond, like, I grew up in Maryland, therefore the O's. Like, you watch the O's and you go to Keys games. Those are the two things you do. Right. Uh, But, uh, so, like, Tim Tebow, vaguely aware of that name in existence, Mm. basically, for me. Well, let's dig into that a little bit, John, and talk about sports for the rest of the episode. Okay, uh, the things that we know the most about, yes. Yeah, the, w- I actually, I'm trying to decide how I feel about the use of basketball, actually, the sport in this opening shot. I mean, if, if we start looking at just the court that this kid's playing on, can you describe it for us real quick? Um, So I would say that it's... I don't know what you're going for. It looks like a basketball court to me. Uh, I would say it, it, it's it's uh, not cement. It's uh, concrete. Uh, it's got... Nope, it, it's dirt. He's playing on a dirt court. Oh, it's a dirt court? He's playing on a dirt court. Wow. I, which, I which to me, it. raises oh, the wow, question. Right. Yeah, because you, you can see the grass around the edges as well. So it raises oh, yeah. the question to me, did they install this so this kid could play on a grass court? Like, that's not a thing in basketball. And no. how long did he have to play on the grass in order to get it so perfectly worn down. I actually think it's a pretty good way for this filmmaker to tell us that this kid has played here a lot. Not only is he playing late tonight, but he's played enough to really wear out a basketball court out of his yard. That's pretty Damn, cool. Damn, that's, that's good environmental storytelling right there. From Space Jam. From Space Jam? Yeah. I don't know I don't know if this is something we should record for public consumption, Paul. Uh, but John, yeah, I say also, that every like, single week. I mean... Also, his dad is obviously, like, home from work. Like, he's got his work shirt on, and he looks he looks pretty pro. He's got, like, nice slacks on and, I think, loafers. But then he's got his work shirt unbuttoned, so you just see his mm-hmm. undershirt underneath. So, like, it feels like a, like a nice father-son sort of interaction that's very casual and normal. And not like, uh, you know, not like this is some sort of weird, like, uh, what the hell are you doing out here at, you know, 10 o'clock at night? Mm-hmm. Uh, get in here. <laughs> this is weird. Uh, well, it's clear. It's clear that father and son are bonding over these sort of experiences. Although I'm pretty sure it's also definitely a "what the hell are you doing out here so late, middle of the night, playing basketball" moment. That's true. But Although it is me... incredibly well lit. Like they have a lamp right over the basketball court. I feel like they must have installed that, knowing that. No, it's got to be true. But 
Let, let's talk about the dad for a second since you brought it up, John. I was going to say that his outfit is sort of what to me screams we want this character to be like John Everyman <laughs> and we don't want anyone to have any idea what he does as a job. With that kind of outfit, he could be an accountant, he could be a janitor, I mean, he could be doing almost anything and be wearing slacks, black shoes, and a short sleeve button-down shirt. Well, let's think. So, M- Michael Jordan would have been, this would have been him in, like, the early 80s, right? So this is, like, post-70s, yeah, I guess everybody still would have been wearing stuff. His dad clear. well, first off, we know he plays baseball. <laughs> Do we know he plays baseball or played baseball? I think uh, he... he I, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to guess from the brief bit we get here, if he played professional baseball, if he just played in college, if he just loves baseball. I mean, I think I think he at least played baseball at some point in time, at like a, a semi-professional or like amateur or college league or something like that. I don't know. Um, but he also has, uh, I mean, he's got leather loafers on. He's got mm-hmm. high-waisted pants, but I feel like 80s, that, I don't know. I don't know if that's normal. But he is wearing a short sleeve uh, dress shirt, which to me reads like uh, not necessarily like white collar working, but not necessarily like like not it's certainly not manual. I don't I don't know what it means. Like, <laughs> like well, maybe that's something... what I'm saying. It is the most yeah. generic outfit that you could have worn in the when was this when did this come out? Like 2000. I mean, I gotta say, like, he looks good. He looks approachable. He looks nice. Like, 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 like nothing about his, his outfit or anything makes me feel like, uh, this is, like, a weird scene. Like, it, it doesn't tip me off, but you're right. Why, like, a nice dress shirt that he's clearly just got home and unbuttoned, and, like, you know, he's got, first off, he has huge arms. Like, this guy, this guy obviously He's a, he's has, a big guy, yeah. I think it's been recently that he's played some sort of uh, sport, unless he's just keeping fit. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no. I mean, like, it makes sense. Michael Jordan's dad has to be big, right? Like... Unless his mom is just enormous. Yeah, unless, unless yeah, it's just, like, skips a generation or something. Yeah. Well, John, while we're still talking about um, the interaction between young Michael and his dad, I want to I wanna bring up whether or not the kid is cheating <laughs> how, at how basketball is in this shot. I'm pretty sure he travels at the end. I think he takes like four steps before he does this layup, and that's definitely traveling, and nobody calls him out on it, and I don't think that's any good. That's not a good way to teach the children the rules of the game. All right, here. I'm going to press play right now. I've got it muted. I'm just going to watch him. Okay. So let's see. So real-time reporting here. We've got uh, young Michael Jordan. He's dribbling the ball. One, two, three steps, dribbling, four steps, holds it, five steps, holding it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He is. He's he's traveling. Uh, yeah, no, he's not going to get very far with those skills. Like, uh, well, and I think throughout this movie, one of the central themes is that people don't know the rules cheater? of basketball, especially <laughs> oh, okay. Looney Tunes. Just they don't follow them. It's like they well, think maybe, they're above the rules. Maybe that's how Michael Jordan can. Um, empathize with them he's like i too had problems learning the rules of basketball as a child <laughs> um he's globetrotting antics john i just don't yeah. think well i, think I also I think i think that artistically the reason why uh they have him travel at the end is because the footage of adult like you know in his prime michael jordan that they're cutting in between here like it's a aspirational like he's he looks up at the thing after his father says like i suppose you're gonna fly 
Like that's ludicrous, you know, child. Like, how are you going to be able to get, you know, from the NBA into baseball? Like, you can't do everything. And so he looks up at the uh, the basketball hoop and he's like, "I'm going to fly." And and you're like, "No, you're not going to dunk. You're like, what, like four feet tall right now?" So like, yeah, I mean, we like, we visibly at the end of the shot see him let go of the ball to do this layup, but he's he's working with a full size, a full height basketball hoop, and he. Yeah, you're right. He's like four feet tall. There's no way he can possibly dunk. We see him about a foot off the ground, release the ball, and it's tied in with these shots of MJ dunking. And I don't know if we're so, supposed to think the kid's dunking, but I mean, I don't know. they do cut to uh, just the name Michael Jordan, like in like beginning credits, like the moment the kid reaches off the air. We do not see the basketball leave his hands. We don't, and and I, and I don't, I don't think he makes the shot. To be frank, oh, I I doubt it. Considering he's still like. He's still like eight feet off the <laughs> away from the actual rim of the basketball hoop. Yeah, uh, I mean, you, you mentioned the credits and MJ's name showing up, John, and I think we need to talk about the format that they use in the credits for a oh, minute. Oh yeah, oh there we go. Yeah, what it is is a chain link fence in the background, and oh, then yeah. in what looks like um, a, a physical prop, the yes. letters Michael Jordan, but then also digital lettering popping up and very flashy of you know Michael Jordan as well. Yes. Which is so, so weird. Yeah, so I believe what it is, is uh, they've got, like, digital lettering of Michael Jordan. Then they have a physical prop in here, I think, that is the name Michael Jordan in front of a red piece of paper that is also cut out to say the word Jordan in front of a uh, chain link fence that they're lighting from extreme angles. Like, oh no, but it's also flashing. So I think that the paper red prop might be the thing, and then they're just... Maybe it's all just CGI, Paul. I don't think so. I've seen the CGI in the rest of this movie, and it, it <laughs> is not that good. No, but it, it, it is intense. It's like, uh, like because of when this movie is from, Like I feel like, you know, 1996, like, velociraptors are about to chop through that chain link fence. Like, this is intense and inspiring at the same time. I mean, that's true. The, the second thing um, that I noticed in the credits was you, you see Michael Jordan name mm-hmm. um pop up and then you see hit some you know footage of mj dunking and yeah. then you see bugs bunny pop up as the yes. other co-star and then yes. it goes back to footage of michael jordan dunking yep and i'm yep. like no you, you say the name you cut to the person you say bugs yep. bunny you gotta cut to i don't know him dunking maybe i guess we know he doesn't play basketball but or just like because it's like old footage of mj why can't it be old footage of bb right like why yeah. can't we have uh, you know, like, uh, you know, the duck season, rabbit season footage real quick as like I mean, Bugs Bunny rips down clearly, like the scene or something like that. Yeah. Clearly they're paying for the Bugs Bunny rights already. Exactly. Warner Brothers so, is getting all the money. You got to get some classic footage in there. You might as well. But I don't know. I mean, the, the real I, I do love it, that Bugs Bunny is second build in this. That it is really funny. How, how much money do you think that it costs them? To get like Bill Murray, uh, Bill Murray would have been cheap right now, though. Really? I think so. This was like at a real lull in his career. I mean, you're you're post, um, significantly post Groundhog Day, Animal House, all that. Yes, I don't and know. Then, yeah. I mean, I guess it's not to the point where he's just like the way that Bill Murray operates is by answering machine, <laughs> like right. in the world, uh, which would be man if. Current Bill Murray <laughs> was to work on a on a Space Jam today. Like if Space Jam wasn't created until today, 
and the way that they got Bill Murray in this film was the way that you have to get Bill Murray into films now by like mm. basically just like you know leaving a message on an answering machine and pray to God that it gets back to you. What sort of motivation do you think that would be? I mean, um, I don't even I don't even know how they motivated Bill Murray at this time yeah, to be true. in this film. I mean, yeah. although the cast you got Bill Murray, Newman, Michael Jordan, just together, yeah, it's the dream team. Any other? What else could it, you want? Who else is in this? Like, is there? Like, this is remember who's in <laughs> Space Jam's the podcast now? But I know there, there's several other professional basketball players mm. in the film. Um, yeah, because then they get but, turned into the the monsters, or they get um, their powers get sucked out, or something like that. Right? Their their basketball powers, yeah. But yeah. John, but what we are extrapolating far beyond this minute. Is there anything else? From the actual minute that you want to talk about, the the main thing for me is just the retconning of Michael Jordan's history to include, you know, far past knowledge that he was going to be a, ba- a baseball player. So I think I think like this is sort of a summative observation, like like if that makes any sense. Like my observation is is that boy was I totally in on this. Like the moment it started, like the moment we see this kid, the like dusty basketball court. The dad, like all what the clothes they're wearing, the music mm-hmm. that's playing, all this sort of stuff. I'm like right back in a uh, movie theater in like 1996, loving every second of this. Oh uh, yeah, and, and and like that, <laughs> you know, folks. That's why we're probably doing this minute is because we probably both have similar feelings about this. Um, and and like. Oh man, like every part of this, like the cuts to the modern, like the contemporary footage of Michael Jordan playing basketball, you know, the, the awesome, like, you know, music cut and all this sort of stuff. Oh, it's so good. How about well, you, Paul? It, anything else to add? No, I, I don't have anything else to actually go in um, this minute. I'm just wondering, does it make sense for us to do a, how did we get here and what happens next um, discussion? I mean, like, because we know. Yeah, we, we know. Uh, I also think one of the things that's interesting about this, uh, the potential of this episode itself is, like, we gotta say, like, we don't think, apparently, that young MJ was able to dunk. Uh, do we know when dunking became a thing in basketball? I'm fairly certain it's not, like, a, like, I have a feeling it didn't exist for very long, if at all, before Michael Jordan started playing basketball, did it? Oh, he didn't invent the dunk, I no, no that's not possible. I mean, no, I, I think is it, it, not it existed for, for many years before that it has to have. Really? You think yeah. people are like, no, what I mean, if I he, just he, put it in the basket? <laughs> he was an excellent dunker, but they didn't have to change the rules of the game to come up with a lower point value for a dunk just because Michael <laughs> Jordan was involved. I mean, do you, the, do the you rules think... were established before that. I'm not saying oh, from they... like day one they had a one point dunk rule. but So like how how many years? Like like what? Like, na- like 1990? I think people have been dunking since the 80s, at least. Okay. Like, who is the Michael Jordan of basketball? Like, hey, listeners, because I have a feeling neither of us are going to be able to uh, do this, but, like, who was the Michael Jordan of basketball in terms of dunking-ness before Michael Jordan? I'd be be interesting to know that. So, the minute podcast at gmail.com. We'll wait for that flurry of... uh... Yeah, that emails based of... on our our knowledge of our listener base. <laughs> yes, mm. yes, our moms are quickly googling as we speak. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. All right, John. Well, then let's let's jump right to the recommendation section. Can you recommend Space Jam? Uh, yes. Uh, I uh, with with one caveat. 
Okay. Uh, I, w- I would say that if you did not grow up, like, in this era or with this movie or having affection for these things, like, I feel like you're going to end up just sort of hate-watching it because, like, you've heard about how ridiculous it is and stuff like that. But I feel like, although it's not a good movie by any stretch of the imagination, mm-hmm. it's also obviously a movie that was created that never should have been made and oh, yet yeah. at the same time is a perfect distillation of why it exists like uh you know it it is it is the most 90sified version of Bugs Bunny by any stretch and as a huge Looney Tunes fan like I- I'm into that not because I like 90s Bugs Bunny but because like it it's it's just an interesting sort of uh you know way to go and uh, I also have, like, all of these, like, you know, memories and stuff tied up into it. Like, I've seen it more than, at least more than eight times. Uh, and so, like, you know, most of those probably in 1996 or around that time. Uh, I think we own the VHS of it or something. So, yeah. How about you, Paul? Can you recommend Space Jam? No. No? <laughs> all right. No, for <laughs> Sorry, bumped my mic. For For me... If you don't already know that you want to watch Space Jam based on your Space Jam con, like um, the fact that you've seen it or not so far, um, mm. no. If if you don't already love Space Jam, don't watch it. It's not going to live up to the hype, I don't think. This on the other hand, is... sorry, okay. go ahead. No, no, no. Yeah. On the other hand, uh, if you do love Space Jam, I can recommend an album called "Come On and Slam" by Sledding with Tigers, which musically. Okay traces the plot arc of Space Jam, and that's kind of nice. <laughs> yes, it's a very good album. Uh, so it's kind of one of those, like, uh, if you have it, then you have it. If you don't have it, you don't have it sort of situations. More like if... So we're not able yeah, to more bring... more or less. <laughs> we're not able to bring any enlightenment to these people <laughs> over the Space Jam conundrums. Certainly not. No. Uh, but of course... Lord, help you if that's the reason why you're listening to this right now. <laughs> Looking for help. Yeah, you must be truly desperate to come yeah. to us yeah. for help. All right, then. Well, a big thank you to Sam Bear for submitting uh, this episode, which you must have known we would have already seen. So a bold move, but we appreciated it, clearly. Uh, for Sam, I also have this exasperated sigh <sighs> for your submission of Angel's Grapefruit Technique. <sighs> that was upsetting. Uh, also... A shout out to our <laughs> podcast BFFs at Some Derps Talk About Games. We were yeah. lucky enough to receive one of the Derpy Awards this year for, uh, what was it, John? Best New Talent? Uh, yes, Best uh, Unknown Talent, I believe. <laughs> best? <laughs> Excellent. Yep. So de- definitely check out their podcast, Some Derps Play Games. It's a lot of fun if you like talking about games and pop culture. Uh, if you want to support the podcast, you can always review us on iTunes. You really should. We're moving up in the listing there, so that's actually pretty cool. Ooh, uh, or you can review us... Well, a little. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Review us wherever. It will help. Reach out to us at theminutepodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at MinutePod. Find us on Facebook, as always, hosted by Paul Reberg and John Ward, produced by John Ward, theme music by Paul Reberg. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Holy crap, you made it to the end. We'll be back next week to do it all again. Until then, be well and be sure to take a minute. The Minute Podcast.